What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hey, everyone. This is the outlaw John Roca here from the Outlaw Nation Podcast Network. Well, if you like any one of the shows that you hear the audio for here on the Outlaw Nation Podcast Network and you want to make your own, well, let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free, which is great. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty awesome. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's right. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's how it worked for me. It'll work for you. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Outlaw Nation channel here. I am the Outlaw John Roca live Coming to you from my hotel room here at the Westin, uh, just a few hundred feet away from the Anaheim Convention Center. I am absolutely exhausted, so if I look a little tired, I apologize. In fact, let me adjust the camera a little bit. There's no filter here that makes me look a little bit less tired, so I'm just doing the best I can with the lighting and, and what have you here in the hotel room. Uh, so great to see you guys. Sorry if there's a reflection off the glasses. That's like for the light, and I've got this makeshift uh, set up here with my focus right sure mike so uh you know you guys have to just kind of uh, deal with that and i got the bose headphones though at least at least that kind of quality is still there so yeah really i uh, want to get into uh what what i witnessed at the panel today i know some people have been asking me to do a live uh, uh reaction um and unfortunately you know after i was done with the panel i had to come back to the hotel and record two and a half hours of the top 10 show for the future episodes that are coming out next week and uh our topic thunder. So I didn't, uh, I, so I was exhausted and I had to go get food. Uh, and so timing wise, it didn't hundred percent work out for me to do it earlier today. So I'm doing it now for those of you who are joining me. Thank you so much for joining me. I got 21 of you guys right now. I don't, I don't know how many people are going to join me live because I know Kenobi is on deck. Uh, and I'm certainly waiting for it to possibly drop There are rumors that it's going to drop at 9 PM PT as opposed to 12 AM PT, but who knows if that's true. And right now I'm, I could have gone to see the first two episodes of Kenobi, uh, but to be honest with you, after my experience of the Lucasfilm panel, which was incredible, I just didn't want to risk another, you know, a big um, a, uh, assembly or get together in a place where I could possibly 
uh, expose myself to COVID or what have you. Even though you're supposed to be tested, you're supposed to show all of that. You just never know. So I wanted to kind of avoid that for sure. Uh, but yeah, this is me being, yeah, as, as Smithy said, this is a Roka remote. Uh, absolutely. I am remote uh, here in the hotel. Uh, they're very, very kind here at the Westin to upgrade me to a King studio room. So I have a, like a studio area uh, with my bed here, but a studio area where I can record some of my stuff here. And I'm certainly going to record a reaction to Kenobi tomorrow for sure after I watch it, or maybe even tonight. Uh, if I watch them, if they do drop at 9 p.m. PT, I will absolutely watch both those episodes and record a reaction tonight so there's no sleep for the uh, for the weary absolutely this is one of those things that's a lot of fun to do um and certainly i was looking forward to it to, to come into star wars celebration it's been a long time since i've been and no, it's just my first one but it's a long time since i've been anything star wars related uh since maybe d23 when i was doing a uh, some time there at geek nation way back when going to d23 and covering some star wars stuff and that was John Favreau was there for that one as well because he was introducing the Jungle Book, uh, and certainly he was on the panel today. And I'm going to get into all of the stuff that happened at the panel. Just want to kind of jibber jabber for a little bit until we uh, enough people kind of get into the um, live stream so we can start talking about everything that happened. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to be here. It was a lot of fun seeing some people. I ran into uh, you know Frankie Numbers, Frankie Janish. I uh, was out there also ran into my friend Griffin Schiller, new friend in my life, who I, uh, I'm just beginning to get to know a little bit more and enjoy hanging out with. Supposed to uh, hook up with Laura Kelly at some point uh, this weekend and uh, see each other for the first time ever. And uh, uh, maybe we'll record a special kind of post-celebration or near the end of celebration episode of the Jedi Way, just audio-wise, because obviously we don't have our cameras, but I brought my equipment to, for us to record. So maybe we'll have a couple of drinks, sit down, and have a real fun uh, conversation about uh, celebration we'll see if we can make that happen i know there are a bunch of people that are there uh, as well i think the uh, you know i saw wendy she was there for the panel today and i i, I imagine harloff was there and so was uh sabra i saw in kalinowski and so um that's gonna that's cool that they were there to cover it right into the star wars celebrate uh, sorry the uh resistance broadcast guys so it was great to see them. I didn't see Lacey, but I saw um, I saw the uh, saw John and James. That was really fun to hang out with them for a little bit. Um, they gave me some cool glasses, which I don't have with me right now, but they gave me some cool glasses. They were handing out to people who were fans, which was really smart of them. I should have come up with something for Jedi Way. Laura and I are going to have to work a little harder on the merch side for the Jedi Way for sure. So uh, the next time we... Uh, are at the same place for something like this we can start handing stuff out for sure uh but yeah it was a really good time uh you know got here yesterday nice relaxing drive checked in easily uh got enough uh, sleep last night it's a nice uh, nice bed and then uh, uh headed on out you know and i didn't know if i was going to get in or not let's just start the story there i didn't know if i was going to get in to the panel because um i had i didn't get a, a code and i didn't know that there was like a thing you had to submit for as media. And I think because I was so spoiled by CinemaCon where they were like, well, if you're media, you go here, you can sit here and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, everyone gets in, the whole media gets in and you have a separate section. I thought the same thing would happen here uh, at Star Wars Celebration. Again, this is not a criticism. It's just that for me, that's what I thought would happen because we are members of the media. We're going to give them coverage and whatever. I thought they'd set stuff aside, uh, but there wasn't. So, I didn't know if I was going to get in, so I was pretty much resigned because I had kind of shaken all the trees that I could shake to try to get me into um, into the uh, Lucasfilm panel, and I didn't think I was going to go in. So I calmly got up at a regular hour, you know, showered, got some breakfast, 
uh, and then got ready uh, to go. And I was just going to walk the floor. I was just going to walk the floor. And I saw so much amazing cosplay just out there, just standing out uh, outside of the convention center. It was so much fun to see and seeing all the different uh, designs and the uh, different outfits and the clothes and the celebration that was going on there, for lack of a better term, of uh, the Star Wars franchise. And there was so the people were so happy and they were smiling and they're really just having a good time being around this stuff again and being here to kind of share their fandom of Star Wars again, which I thought was really cool so that was so much fun to see that and i took some pictures and i do have some pictures maybe i'll post them on on um on, on instagram and on on twitter for people to consume and uh, and and look at so it's pretty cool um and yeah so i was going in and i i you know i had no anticipation that i was going to be able to get in because as i said i didn't get the q code or whatever it is that you're supposed to get uh to get in because i was media and i thought eh, you get in but nope you have to have some kind of code um, and so I was walking to the floor, you know, I got there at about 10, 15, cause I didn't want to be in the rush of all the people jumping in. I thought eh, 10, 15, I'll be fine. And sure enough, easy to get in. No problem at all. Walked right on in and was walking towards, um, the floor to kind of look at all the displays, and the exhibitors. Cause I love that. I love to go and see what the exhibitors have. I rarely buy stuff because a, I don't have the money to spend on that kind of stuff, but B also what am I going to do with that stuff until I, you know, I can afford a house in a man cave um, where I could actually put stuff up like that behind me. That's worth highlighting and profiling. It just doesn't, it just didn't make sense, you know, financially, but I love to see what people bring and I love to see the figures and the, um, uh, the creations that they bring the t-shirts that they select to bring. Uh, and, uh, you know, her universe was there and they had, they had some wonderful shirts at her universe um Stylin Bylin, I think is the name of the place. They brought their um the coterie of shirts. And certainly I see them when I go to Comic-Con. So there's a lot to look at. And there Funko had stuff, Konami was here, uh, Lego was here, LG OLED TV was here, which is really interesting. They're pitching their TVs as come to the dark side. I have two LG OLEDs and they're fantastic. They're so worth it. Uh, the deepest black you'll ever see. So um, that was cool. So seeing all of that was really nice. And then I ran into my friend Griffin Schiller, who uh, runs Film Speak. Um, and we've become fast friends uh, after working together on the uh, uh, recap show for um, We Crashed for the Hollywood Critics Association. And he was on the phone with a friend of his because uh, he walked up to me. He's like, hey, dude, are you going into the thing? I was like, I don't have uh, a pass to get into Celebration Stage just have my BD badge. He's like, well, let me see what I can do because he wasn't sure if he's going to get in either. So he called his friend and she's out there um, in line. So we kind of tried to find her. Then they started letting people in. And then we found her right at the uh, corner of the area where they're letting people in. And, uh, you know, the outlaw, the outlaw can, uh, you know, the outlaw can use some. Uh, how can I say this? Some of his. um conversational tactics to get into situation to get into a place that maybe he uh, uh can't always uh, shouldn't always be able to get into but i was able to do that i walked up to the guys I was like, hey, media we're media we're media and one of the secondary guys let us in so it was great for us to go in and then we found out they that they did have permission to let us in as media um and we didn't need to have those code that code necessarily so 
Um, we were able to get in, so that was great. And it, it, it was such a surprise because I didn't anticipate being able to get in. Uh, even though I had gotten an invite from some friends, I didn't anticipate being able to get in. But I was able to get in. I got in with Griffin. Um, and then we were able, and we found a spot where the, the press is supposed to sit. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hold on. I disconnected. This is probably going to happen more than once, so I apologize. But anyway, we got I got there, and uh, we were sit in the section we're supposed to sit in, and um, got a great view, and it was great to see all the stuff that we got to see there. I don't I don't have stuff in sixteen by nine format because I just kind of impromptu decided to do this. Um, so uh, yeah, so we got in and we sat down, we saw everything. Um, from the angles that you see there, you see the pictures I put up there. So we didn't get to up close like some other people uh, uh, who work in the Star Wars sphere did. Uh, but it was great to sit back here um, uh, with, uh, with, yeah, I was using the charm of the DMV. That's for sure, Bruce. But it was great to sit back there with uh, a bunch of other people. I had two guys sitting next to me who spoke Italian the whole time. So international flavor to it. Two young ladies sitting next to me who were uh, you know, furiously typing away notes and, and, and sending stuff out, which was really cool. Griffin was a couple of rows behind me because we had to sit where we could sit. Um, and I got a, a chance to see everything. And it was I have to say, um, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I'm not a, a not a, a person who comes in with a lot of high expectations to situations because then you're going to get let down because you're hoping it's this and this and this. And it's not always going to be this and this and this. It's going to be different things. So you got to be kind of a little more flexible. And I've learned that. Look, I've learned that through the years. It isn't something I've always had. I've learned that through the years with these conventions and these uh, panels that you don't want to put your expectations too high because then it rarely meets it. It rarely meets it. So. So what was great is they were starting out and it was two guys were like, or one guy was actually, you know, doing the whole like pump up the crowd stuff. And he was doing a nice job. And there was somebody DJing with some Star Wars music. And we were seeing the pan of the, the pictures coming up, which was really fun. Um, and then they started. Uh, and uh, when they started, um, it was so, so cool um, because it was just uh, the music of um well, you know what? Should I should I share it and play you guys some clips? I wonder if I can play. Yeah, I, I feel like I should be able to to play you guys some clips, some videos of the clips that I took um, while I was watching the stuff that I was watching here. Let me see if I can share it, share some of these videos and play it for you guys, because I think that's only fair uh, to have some fun showing this stuff to you all. So let me. Let me see what I can do here. Uh, let me select because I didn't. Again, I put this together at the last minute. I didn't anticipate um, that I would be going live, but you just got to bug up my ass and I'm going live to have some fun with you all. So let me see if I can put uh, share these uh, videos with you guys and get your thoughts on them as we watch them. And I'll share them to my computer and then try to share them. Uh, to my um, uh, my thing here, so my computer here. So I'm going to do that now. Me, uh, let's see if it'll. Yeah, okay. We'll see. We'll see if it. We'll see if it comes over. There's a lot that I'm sending, uh, so it's taking a little bit of time to send. But thank God we've got the M1 chip, which allows me to do that. So, um, yeah, um, yeah. Only the yeah. There was a lot that they showed us. Um, they certainly showed us some uh, the Andor thing, which I did the trailer reaction to. They showed us the Mandalorian season three, a first look at the Mandalorian season three, 
which I thought was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Um, they also uh, showed us uh, that, uh, Rosario Dawson in Ahsoka gear uh, sent a video message because she is currently shooting scenes. Uh, we got to see the um, uh, we got to see uh, the Willow teaser. Uh, we got to see John Williams uh, and Harrison Ford, which was really cool. Uh, so there was a lot that we got access to and got to see, which I thought was just awesome, awesome on so many levels. And very blown away by the stuff we were able to to see. Ooh, why is it not letting me? Hold on. Maybe I'm looking in the wrong place. Um, no, I don't know why it's not letting me uh, bring that stuff up. That's really weird. Um, let me see here. Yeah, it's saying it's an E-H-E-I-C and uh, QT movie for whatever reason. I didn't know the QT movie was an issue for me to bring up on StreamYard. So that's a little strange for me. I don't know why it's not letting me add video clips uh, here to this situation. So uh, very strange. Uh, I was hoping to show stuff for you. Oh, well, maybe I can share the screen. Maybe I can bring it up on Q on uh, QuickTime and then I can share the screen um, and you guys can enjoy it that way. Yeah, here we go. Let's see here. All right. So let me see if I can do this. I don't know why it won't let me kind of share this to um the streamlabs or streamyard rather it's kind of weird that it doesn't let me do that because uh, usually i can share just about anything do i have to convert everything into an mp4 is that what this is all about um because if it is that's a little weird that's a little weird so uh anyway uh let's uh yeah let me see if i can share my screen make sure nothing untoward is on the screen uh, so you guys don't uh, read my text messages or my emails, uh, but let's let's put it together and see if I can share the screen uh, and bring up what the first thing is. Can I do that? No. Here we see. Where's QuickTime? Um, all right. Let's see. Okay. And this is how the panel started. I want to play this for you guys because it's pretty awesome. Um, if they let me, why is it not letting me select? Oh, here we go. Okay. Um, this is, can you guys see that? Okay, cool. So let me make myself bigger. Okay. So this is what we got to see and let me play it and you tell me if you can hear the audio. Okay. Let me know if you can hear the audio. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Can you hear the audio? All right, cool. I don't know why it's being shared like that. It's weird. Do I need to move it over a little bit? 
I mean, how badass is that? No audio. Okay, that's what I was afraid of. Okay. All right, so maybe I can't share it in that way. Maybe I have to do select something here to, in order to share the window. Yeah, it's not letting me share it for whatever reason as a... It says share tab audio, but it's not letting me share it fully with the audio. So that's a shame. That's a damn shame. Oh, oh well. I don't know why it's not letting me uh, bring stuff up here. Usually on on StreamYard, it's no problem. On stream, uh, yeah, it's no problem bringing up video. So I don't know why. I don't know what I have to convert the video to, or maybe the video is too big. That's a possibility as well. Uh, but if any of you all have a suggestion, I'm absolutely down to... Um, to figure this out so just let me know because i want to play uh the um i want to play the uh the stuff for you guys but yeah well maybe you could just bring it up and, and yeah there's no audio but essentially they're playing um the uh what do you call it the um theme from um attack of the clones and vader and attack of the clones so that's how they started it and then the chorus shows up this it's i think they're called the pacific chorale they show up and they're singing on the stage. So there they are. All of a sudden, they show up there on the stage, which is so cool. Um, and they're singing and they're doing the song. And it's like, oh, oh, oh. so I, I can't do it. You know, I'm doing the best I can there. But yeah, it was pretty cool to see that. So much fun. Da 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 da. And then boom, out comes Ewan McGregor. And out comes Hayden Christensen. No lie. There they come. What a way to intro um, this panel. What a way to show what we were all about. Yeah, and then everyone stood up because everyone just freaked out that they were there. And there the video stops there. So I'll stop sharing that video. So, yeah, it, it was pretty cool to see them come out. They were pretty awesome uh, in in what they were. And, they, and um, Ewan walks up and he says, Hello there. And everyone just went crazy. Everyone just went crazy. Um, but when they turned to Hayden Christensen, the place erupted, like erupted. Like it was something, and I described it as to the level of Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock. I'm not bullshitting you. I felt like the glass shattered and boom, he comes in. So uh, it was pretty awesome. Um, and Hayden said, we're back. And so every and then everybody just lost it. So it was really cool. And, and they brought out uh Kathleen. Yvette, Yvette Nicole Brown came out uh and she was uh, uh um running hosting the panel the whole time. And uh, Kathleen Kennedy came out. It was so much fun to see everybody surrounding everybody involved with Kenobi Deborah Chow came out. Um uh, Moses Ingram came out, and then there was, of course talking to everybody and asking them about their experiences making Kenobi, what they're looking forward to, what they want to see or what they're going to see from the show. Uh, they didn't give too much away. Um, and Ewan and Hayden both spoke about how it's great that their films uh, for the, the prequel trilogy is being reappreciated by the fans and that they feel wanted by the fans. And um, it was great to see. And Hayden did get emotional um, in a positive way. He wasn't like breaking down or losing it. He was very much just moved by the reaction. Who wouldn't be, man? I mean, you know, look, I, I you know, I'm not a fan, a big fan of the prequels for sure. I do, and I, I can watch them and I can enjoy some, a, a lot of elements of it, but overall, it doesn't 100% work for me. That being said, you know, Hayden took a lot of guff for many, many years, and you know, he didn't do much after 
the prequel trilogy. And really, financially, he probably didn't have to. But, you know, that kind of hurt him. And as an actor, you go in thinking, okay, this is going to be a great thing. I love Star Wars, being a part of the Star Wars franchise and have it not go quite the way you want it to must have been a lot to carry for him, you know. But um, they're such a they're two older men now. They've been through the wars of life. They've had children. Um, one's been divorced, I think, uh, with you and divorced. Um, and so th- th- they've changed and they've grown and they've kind of looked at things with a little more circumspect. And the audience has grown as well to be a vociferous part of the Star Wars audience. So they want to see the prequel trilogies, um, the prequel trilogy validated and, and, uh, and uh, beloved and defended. And certainly they do so, you know, and I've learned to kind of um, keep, uh, you know, it's kind of keep my opinions in a, with a little more perspective when I talk about the prequel trilogy, because there's a lot of love for that prequel trilogy. And there is really nothing to be gained by bashing it. Um, you can have your issues with it, but you can't you don't have to bash it and tear it to pieces for sure. Um, so it's been great. It was great to see that. And they talked more about, you know, you and talk, or, uh, Hayden talked about, you know, how much fun it is to step back in to play Vader. And they had a shot of him. Uh, I think I took a shot of him. And I don't, yeah, I, again, I can't post to, apparently I couldn't, I can't post these uh, pictures or whatever to, uh, to the stream yard. So it's very strange. Uh, but yeah, he, he talked about it and what it was like to step back into being Vader again. And um, what it was like to be working with you. And again, all of that was talked about. Moses Ingram talked about what it's like to uh, play an inquisitor in this sandbox with you and, and, um, and Hayden, it was great. And, you know, Yvette was trying to pump her up to get her, you know, like, hey, you matter too, you know, that kind of stuff, which I really appreciated from her trying to get her to feel like she's part of this fandom as well. Um, um, so it's nice to see that. Ha- it was nice to see that happen. And Deborah Jow spoke about where she sees Kenobi. And there was nothing really new or groundbreaking that she said about where she sees Kenobi. It's basically what you see in other interviews, you know, where he's a broken man. He's questioning his faith uh, and he's got to go through all the things he's got to go through in order to kind of achieve what he wants to achieve in the series, which I thought was really cool. So uh, it was a great pan. It was really quick. Um, and then they told us, hey, you will get a chance to see the first two episodes tonight. And I imagine they're just about finishing the first episode right now. I was too exhausted. And I didn't want to be in another room with a, uh, you know, thousands of other people possibly risking COVID again. So I just, uh, I just stayed here and relaxed a little bit. And I'll watch it because there's rumors that it might drop at 9 p.m. PT tonight on the West Coast. There are rumors that it might drop at 9 p.m. PT. So I'm just kind of doing this live until just before, a little bit before 9 p.m. And then I'm going to watch it myself uh, for sure. So that was basically that panel. Oh, uh, JMB saying thanks for this impromptu live show. Oh, thank you, JMB. I appreciate it. Yeah, look, if you want to send in Streamlabs Super Chats, I would appreciate it. Uh, Any information, any questions, thoughts, or comments that you all want to ask, um, let me know and send in your stream labs to support, you know, what I'm doing and support the outlaw nation support me coming here. Cause I'll be here for the next four days, looking at stuff, seeing stuff, watching stuff, uh, recording some videos and what have you, uh, some live reactions to stuff. Um, but yeah, the stream labs address is right above my head there on the screen. If you want to send in some stuff, I haven't even pinned it to the chat. Um, I should do that real quick. If you guys are willing to send anything in, please feel free. Uh, where is it at here? Yeah, I should do. Yeah, there we go. All right, for John on the Outlaw Nation show. Well, what I don't even know what to call this anybody. Uh, yeah, because I've got the nation, uh, but I don't know what to call this. So I'm just kind of 
keeping it just maybe just the outlaw nation. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. That way it's not the outlaw nation show, it's just the outlaw nation. So I will pin it to the chat for you all. And if you want to send in some stuff, I will check them periodically and answer your questions uh, as we go along here on this live stream. But thank you very much for joining me. And if, uh, you know, don't worry if you can't donate or anything like that or, or send in. I know it's times are tough, but if um, uh, if not, at least hit a like on this video uh, right now. If you haven't hit a like on this video, because we've got 150 y'all watching right now, which I really appreciate. Uh, the sun's going down a little bit, so I apologize if. Um, yeah, there it is. Haskell saying that's the rumors that it's going to be 9 p.m. PT. So we shall see. We shall see. Uh, it is on at nine and Cali says uh, Smithy. So, yeah, that is the, the, the rumor. So. We shall see if it happens. You know, we've heard those rumors before, and then it doesn't happen. Uh, so, yeah, and then the, the new poster dropped. Let's take a look at the poster. Uh, I think Haskell just uh, tweeted it to me, so let me bring that up, see y'all's reaction to the new poster. Wow, that is oh, – look at that. The twin sons, the Tatooine reference, Vader in one of the sons. That's pretty awesome with, you know, Anakin as well. But look at half of – I mean, the fact – there's so much going on here, isn't it? I mean, the sands of Tatooine – the sands of time, the sands of memories, all that is here as you see that illusion here. You see the sand dunes uh, right below Vader there that's on the, uh, as we're looking at it, the right half of Kenobi's face, but as he's looking at us, the left half of Kenobi's face, one of the suns is over his eyes, uh, and you're seeing Vader's silhouette there in that sun, which is really powerful because that, you know, it lets you know how much, uh, Kenobi has been thinking about Vader, how Vader has kind of consumed half his life uh, and what have you uh, in, in his mentality as well. So very fascinating. And then, of course, the second son right behind in a smaller format. But we see Ewan's face and Ewan's face is one of, um, you know, much concern, uh, certainly in a more aged face um, and one that's carrying a lot of weight. So and we can see below all the sand stuff around his collar and whatever. So so much to look at there and analyze. Oh, wait, let me see. Let me make it bigger there. So much to see there and analyze. It's pretty intense uh, for a poster, and it's pretty fantastic as well. So that's one you could definitely have on your wall and enjoy having on your wall for sure. So, all right, so there we go. That's that's a fantastic one for sure. So uh, good stuff there. Thanks, Haskell. Thanks for sending that along. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it. That I didn't know they dropped the new poster. Um, cause I just was focused on doing this thing live. All right. So after that, um, I think it was time for Andor after that. And that was really cool. Uh, getting to see, uh, Andor getting to see, uh, Diego Luna coming out and talking about, uh, with Tony Gilroy and talking about, um, his feelings about reprising the role of cash and Andor and walking back into the role of cash and Andor and what that means. Uh, and of course, we got the um, the teaser trailer, which was which was fantastic. But Diego was talking about it and, and and what it meant like what it meant for him to tell this story because he says first and foremost, I'm a fan of Star Wars, and the fact that I'm a part of Star Wars means so much to me. But I'm always first and foremost a fan of Star Wars, which is what the approach is in my mind when I go and do anything and, and getting to step back into this family. He said for him was just uh, beautiful, you know, and, 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 and reprise this role and play this role out. And that's when Tony Gilroy also revealed that the first season of Andor will be 12 episodes. It's coming out on August 31st uh, and that there's a second season coming that they've already greenlit and they're going to start shooting later on this year. It'll also be 12 episodes. And the first season will couple, I think the first couple of years where Andor is kind of coming into being 
this rebel and deciding to make these changes um, and become more of a fighter against the Empire. And the second season, Tony Gilroy said, would cover the four years after that. So four years in 12 episodes in the second season. And he said the final scene will lead us right up to the start of Rogue One. So basically just revealing how it's going to end, which was really powerful. God, I can't, which is really powerful. And I loved it. I thought it was great. And uh, I thought him revealing that was pretty cool. Cause I mean, so many times they like hold on to stuff when they already know already what they're going to do with the series or what they're going to do with a movie, but they hold on to it. So you don't, uh, so they keep you kind of on the line. And I like that Tony was willing to kind of just tell us straight up what was up. So that was really cool to have him do that. And, you know, and the trailer, Genevieve O'Reilly was there true. And they asked, she was in this beautiful blue uh, dress and they asked, you know, uh, Yvette asked her about what's it like to walk back into Mon Mothma. And she talked about how she played this role like 30 years ago. And now it's coming back or a little over 20, uh, was it 30 years? Yeah, I guess a little bit over uh, 20 years ago. And what it's like to be walking back into this role and playing this role again and how much she really enjoyed it. Um, and what she was hoping to get out of it. And then we see, and then when we got to see the trailer, we really got to see even more of, um, of what we're going to get in the, in the uh, show. And that was super intense. I mean, just phenomenally super intense seeing how they're going to approach and, or from the opening um, drum beats on the steel to seeing uh, where he's from, uh, seeing his planet seeing that empire seeing that ship crash on that planet too let's bring up some imdb stuff so we go along with what i'm talking about um and we got to see a little bit more of that see there's that's a shot from the trailer where he's hiding out uh you know from the from the stormtroopers from the empire that's the new poster that they drop which is really great i love the revolutionary vibe of this poster um, you know, it's got some Che Guevara vibes to it. It's got some old school uh, uh, 1960s, 1970s kind of vibe to the rebellion, to the um, revolution that we saw in other countries across the world during that time. Do your research and see that there were a lot of flags and, and posters and banners that were made that had a lot of red and black in them that uh, coincided with revolution. Uh, and overthrowing uh, an empire, overthrowing a, a, certain, a certain section of people that wanted to control you. Uh, Fiona Shaw showing up at the end of the trailer I thought was really cool. So cool to see Fiona Shaw. Of course, for those of you who may not know her, you know um, she's been in a number of projects. She's a great British actress. Um, she's been kill Killing Eve, all over Killing Eve, all four seasons. Uh, but she's a Shakespearean trained actress. She played Richard III as a woman. Um, and what the and, and really did a phenomenal job. I think she also did Hamlet as a woman. So Fiona Shaw is an incredible actress with decades of pedigree. And there's Genevieve Vora. My God, so gorgeous in that shot in the trailer, right? I mean, just this kind of elegance and nobility to her. And look at and what I think what's great about Andor is that you see, you know, he said they've got they've gotten too fat, they've gotten too rich. They've gotten too soft. And certainly we see the shots in the teaser trailer, as I mentioned when I was doing my reaction, of seeing the clean, glowy whites, the deep black, rich red, uh, blacks, right? The deep, rich blacks, you know, of, of the colors. And seeing all of that shows almost like, you know, like these golden buildings and golden churches that are homages. And that usually is what goes before the fall. You know, this idea that you can, 
become soft because you're so rich and you're so successful and you're always, and you're, you know, nothing's ever going to touch you. So you, you become, you don't become as sharp in your approach to maintaining what you have. You know, you're not as hungry. Uh, and so it seems like that's what we're seeing there in that trailer. And so they spoke about that some more, which was really, really cool to see and, and, and loved to hearing what they had to say about it all. Uh, Jay Master says, John Roca is officially Disney has revealed through the Obi-Wan Kenobi official Twitter account that two episodes will stream at 9 p.m. PTs. All right. Even better that I didn't go. Now I can watch it in the comfort of my hotel room for sure, which I'm going to I'm going to do here in a little bit. Uh, so that's going to be fun uh, for sure. So, uh, yeah. Um, and we saw that. And che, yeah, saw Guerrero's Che Guevara. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that was cool. So that was great. Uh, and then after that, I do believe after that, it was. Um... Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Time for, what else did they go into? Yeah, then it was, oh yeah, I wrote some notes down here. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, two years, Deborah Chat. Okay, okay, yeah, and Rupert Friend was out there. Uh, as well f- at the beginning there with them. Uh, Willow was next. So they brought Willow out with Ron Howard coming out, which was really cool. Ron Howard came out to uh, speak about what it was like for him to come and come back to Willow and uh, explore that uh, and um, reopen the doors to Willow. And I didn't know what, listen, I'm not the biggest, how can I say this? I, 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 don't, um, I, don't, uh, I don't treasure the way Willow, I don't treasure Willow the way other people do. Like, I don't, own it i don't watch it all the time i remember enjoying it when i saw it in the theater i remember because i'm a, i was a big val kilmer fan still am and it was great to see it in the theater warwick davis was fantastic in it joanne wally was gore it was gorgeous and a damn good actress just remember that i just remember that experience when i watched it as a kid and just really enjoying it right but now we're back um with this uh show and i had some hesitations um but he came out with uh he came out with um uh ron howard did uh came out with um warwick davis warwick davis came out and spoke about what it was like to step back into this um role uh back into willow and the story they were telling and then joanne wally was introduced which i was really surprised about i did not know they were going to bring in joanne wally uh, of course she's a former joanne wally kilmer she was married to val I think this is the movie where they met. Um, and so uh, it was great to see her come back. And she immediately commanded the stage uh, because Joanne Wally is an awesome uh, energy and power uh, and essence. And it was great to have them have conversations. And I think it was, was it Jonathan Kasdan who came out with with them? Yeah, it was. It was Jonathan, Jonathan Kasdan came out with them 
and was talking about because obviously he's writing on the on the series and he was he said i i called joanne wally and she kept hanging up on me and didn't want to come back it took a while to get her but she did and so they talked about the story and really he kind of took over for ron howard ron howard didn't really talk that much uh unfortunately um but it was just great to see him and he told it he did tout solo he talked about how much fun he had directing solo and how honored he is to be part of the star wars franchise so i thought that was his little mini way of saying hey i like solo even if some people in interviews or some people out there maybe not like solo i still like solo and stand behind the work i did with solo and so I thought that was uh, his every his right as a director to certainly speak his truth about that movie and his feelings about that movie. Uh, then they brought out uh, Aaron Kellyman, Aaron Kellyman, of course, who you all know from the solo movie. Uh, I think uh, Ellie Bamber came out, and I think it was Ruby Cruz that came out with them uh, as well to talk about, or is it was it Rosabelle Laurenti Sellers? No, I think it was. Um, uh, Ruby Cruz that came out. So all three of them kind of came out and talked about the roles they are playing in Willow and what they'll be doing in Willow and the trailer. And then they played the trailer and the trailer was fantastic. Look, as I said, I'm not the biggest Willow person. I don't have it. I don't, you know, watch it over and over again. So I wasn't, I was wondering if this was really worth it. And you know, it's funny because you, you were on the heels of Top Gun Maverick coming out today, tonight, tomorrow as well, coming out for most people going to see it tomorrow um, and that was also one I had a question about a 1980s property coming back after all this time. I wasn't sure. Um, and in the end, I was wrong because it was a fantastic film. It's a, you know, arguably the best film of the year, arguably the best film of the year. Top Gun Maverick. A lot of people are saying that. Um, and so I wasn't sure. And then the trailer started and this trailer and you guys have seen it. I didn't want to do a trailer reaction because I'm not a big Willow fan. So I think that's for other people who are big Willow fans to do a trailer reaction to that. Um, I thought it was great. I really was surprised at how good this felt, how um, authentically original and interesting and fun and emotional um, and, I don't know, and touching uh, it felt. You know, and, and, you know, we've had a tough last few days in our country for sure, last couple of days in our country. And uh, I know by the end of the trailer, I felt just that sense of hope that movies and TV shows and series can give you that there's a better possibility, a better world. And, you know, within the, within the trailer, we're seeing all these things that are happening that could be evil, that could be dangerous, could be destructive, and that the world needs Willow's magic again. Um, and all the, you know, and seeing all the witches and all of that, and Joanne Wally and all. So it was, everything was there, but there was a sense of hope within that trailer that I thought was really great to see. So, that was fantastic. Um, I had a lot of fun with that. So that was cool to see. And um, they spoke about it and, uh, you know, talked about when it's uh, when it's going to be coming out and whatever. So that was cool uh, to see. And I hope you guys enjoyed the trailer as much as I did, because um, I was really surprised by it. Very, very surprised by how much uh, I enjoyed it. But they were I mean, the, the direction of it just looks so epic in scale um, and the possibilities are here that this is maybe one of the greatest uh, projects that Ron Howard has ever been involved in. And so that, that makes me excited on so many levels because he's an executive producer along with Jonathan Kaslan, Kathleen Kennedy, Wendy Miracle and Rupesh Parikh to kind of uh, shepherd this and and steer this to where it needs to go. And James Newton Howard is doing the, the music for three of the episodes. So that's bringing in some great, 
uh, heavy hitters there. Stephen Wolfenden, Jamie Childs, and Debs Patterson will be directing the episodes uh, there. And there's eight episodes, I believe, in the Willow series. So that's it looks good. It looks good. So um, just when we're about to hit the wall, you know, uh, of the panel, out comes Dave Filoni or out comes Kathleen Kennedy wearing Dave Filoni's cowboy hat to introduce Dave Filoni and John Favreau. And they come out, and it was really uh, just great to see those guys. Um, John Pemble says, thanks for the stream, because I clicked on you. I learned about OB at 9 p.m. Yeah, always appreciate your takes. Positive attitude, brother. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Very kind of you to come on in. Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, I got 130 of you uh, watching right now. I had 150 just a few seconds ago, so please make sure you hit a like on this uh, video as you watch it um, and talk about it. And uh, if you want to send in some Streamlabs and Super Chats, to support me going live to talk about all the stuff that happened on Luke's film panel, feel free to do so. I would appreciate it. Um, yeah, and then we got to see uh, um, some Mandalorian stuff. So he brought out, uh, uh, Filoni and Favreau brought out Katie Sackoff. And Katie Sackoff said, uh, you know, just came immediately walked. She, she looked beautiful, radiant, came out in this light blue dress and just said, you guys didn't think you were going to get rid of me that easy, did you? I've got some unfinished business. Um, which was a nice kind of setup for what we were going to get uh, with the sneak peek at the Mandalorian season three. Uh, and we got that. And, you know, and, and um, Favreau and Filoni talked about how, where they see the Mandalorian right now, what he's gone through, what he's, what he's been through, where he's at mentally. And then they play uh, the sneak peek and the sneak peek is so badass, ladies and gentlemen, it is so badass this show you know that episode last in the book of boba fett that episode in the first season of book of boba fett a few months ago that boba fett oh sorry that uh, mandalorian episode in the book of boba fett um ties directly into this season three uh the stuff of the grogu the stuff with him taking off his helmet the idea that he might not be a mandalorian all of that was there throughout the trailer. The armor calls him out for removing his helmet willingly. My man says he has to go purify himself in the lakes, in the waters of Mandalore. They show uh, Bo-Katan as she, and she's sitting in this empty hallway, you know, where you've seen uh, the the hall, the throne of Mandalore in the Clone Wars, and the, uh, empty, sorry, empty room, not hallway, empty room sitting there on this oversized throne and she's alone in the darkness. And you can tell this is like a, a, a queen or a, a ruler that is um, troubled, that is angry, that is frustrated, that she um, doesn't feel like she has the right to rule because she doesn't have uh, the dark saber. So you can tell that's something that is gnawing at her and she goes at verbally goes at the Mandalorian about it um, and then we see more with uh, Grogu we see more with Bo-Katan shoot, uh, in her fighter shooting we see her getting in, into script and then she actually has a line that she says to Grogu when she says you didn't think your dad was the only Mandalorian did you which I thought was really powerful and then she talks about unfinished business in the trailer as well as she did uh, you know before the trailer started Kitty Sackhoff did and um, this feels like a more mature Mandalorian. 
This feels like a Mandalorian that has even more of a budget. Uh, this feels like a Mandalorian that has a little bit more of a coherent, uh, how can I say that, a more streamlined story just from the trailer. Um, and this feels just like Kenobi, that this is a character that is navigating the changes uh, within the order that he had dedicated his life to. And so you see that throughout the trailer uh, as well. And uh, I thought that was really great. And the doctor from the first season seems to be back. So he's going to be more of a, um, a piece of this puzzle. Uh, and certainly he was alluded to at the end of the second season. So he's going to be more of a piece of this puzzle as well. Um, but you can see the Mandalorian is like, dirtied up and scuffed up in certain uh, sequences. So you're like, okay, what's that all about? Grief Karga comes in and, you know, Carl Weathers. I mean, what an, what an ageless wonder Carl Weathers is to be back in our lives. I mean, I grew up with him in the Rocky movies, God damn it. So it's incredible to see him still doing it. And look, it's not easy for a black actor to survive in Hollywood and be consistently putting out product and keep having, and keep writing the highs and lows um, and to end up on a Star Wars show that is one of the most beloved pieces of the of the franchise. Um, so he is his robe is resplendent. I think it's this red and yellow robe that's really powerful. It seems like he's got some status there in the town. Um, and we see certain elements are lining up in that town to uh, battle grief car guy and battle his control of the town so all of that was really great to see um in the uh, in the trailer so i thought it was great um josh baby says i'm with you on willow movie was fine and even ron howard's last few movies were okay but it seems he understands his property to make this show something we'll be talking up for, about for quite some time did you get that vibe yeah yeah i felt that from from ron howard he i think he knew he has something special here uh, certainly the reaction of the audience after the trailer was really powerful. And, you know, I've been in enough rooms where I know when fans are overdoing it or fans are caught up in the moment. Um, this one felt very authentic, the reactions people had to that Willow trailer. And, and that's a positive. And I think if I'm Kathleen Kennedy or if I'm any of the uh, executives involved uh, with uh, Disney and Lucasfilm, I'm excited by the reaction in the room to that trailer because, I mean, Willow is, yes, it's kind of a cult classic, isn't it? I mean, it didn't make like $900 million, million or anything like that, but it did it good for, for what it was. Um, so you, you wouldn't fault them for being afraid that it didn't quite get there or might not quite get there. So um, no surprise uh, that uh, Ron Howard was very happy after that trailer was done and the reactions people had in the audience. Um, yeah, he does understand this property to make the show something we'll tell. Yeah, I, I think so. I think he understands this. This is, you know, kind of a second attempt at Willow. And also after what happened with Solo, have, getting the chance to shepherd this thing from beginning to end, I think feels a little, I, can, I think gives Ron a little more ownership uh, of it and a little more, how can I call it? How, what can I say? A little more like he's in control. I guess I guess is is uh, the phrase that I would use there. So I think that's uh, I think that's great um, as well. Uh, what's in tw what's in twenty two minutes? Uh, unless you've got a weird clock, it's not nine o'clock in twenty two minutes. So I don't know what 
what Smithy's talking about. Um, all right, let's see here. Uh, yeah, so it was so it was pretty cool to see the Mandalorian season three and see the the what we got in the trailer. And certainly, we're going into some new adventures, new planets. Um, so some of the all, all the old characters that you saw in the, in the past couple seasons are back, minus of course uh, Gina Carano. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm looking forward to it. It looks great. So uh, I was really blown away by that. Uh, and then they talked about um, Star Wars Skeleton Crew, which is the John Watts. Uh, oh, no. And sorry. Then they talked about Ahsoka. So I apologize. Yeah. They talked about Ahsoka. And that was great. I mean, the, just what they're talking, where they see her going. They didn't reveal too much about Ahsoka. Um, they said they're going to save it for next year for Star Wars Celebration for next year. Uh, and uh, Rosario could, could not be there because she's shooting right now. So they had her record a video full on in her ahsoka gear and just thank the star wars fans and said how much it pains her that she can't be there live um to talk about it but that she's there shooting scenes for the move for the show um and uh she said don't worry about it i'll be there next year and so a nice little tease uh for what they're going to talk about uh next year for with ahsoka so it's coming out in 2023 they announced that it's coming out in 2023. So we're getting the Mandalorian and Ahsoka both coming out in 2023. So that's exciting. Um, and maybe that's uh, that's uh, the right way to go. I mean, because we're getting, what, Kenobi, and then we're getting Andor uh, a little bit later on on August 31st. And that's 12 episodes. So that's 12 weeks. Uh, well, we're getting the first two episodes right off the bat. But then it's 10 weeks of, of shows. So that's going to lead us right into the fall and so maybe they felt, you know, one after another after another, maybe it's not the right way to go. So the Mandalorian will be going back into 20, will be going into 2023. So they, they have those two shows kind of lined up for 2023. And don't forget, they've got the Marvel shows too. So it's a lot to kind of consume as you're going along. So it was great. It was great to see that and hear more of that. Then they talked about uh, Star Wars Skeleton Crew, which is the John Watts uh, show. Uh, and that was great to see uh, him come out and talk about it and how excited he is to do it. Um, and they basically uh, pitched it as these kids who uh, they have got they've lost their way and they're trying to find their way back home. That's basically the premise of this show. Um, and I've seen the comparisons to that Star Trek show prodigy. I think it was uh, with Kate Mulgrew with Captain Janeway coming back. Uh, but this one stars Jude Law. So, you know, I'll see your uh, Kate Mulgrew, who's a great actress. And I'll raise you Jude Law, you know, just in terms of visibility. And Jude Law certainly coming in to be a part of the Star Wars franchise and be kind of this guide or this mentor, or maybe even he's playing a villain who's going after these uh, teenagers or young adults. Um, I don't know, but it's great to have him being a part of this because he's such a fantastic actor. Uh, but they made very clear, John Watts, that it may have young adults or young teens in it, but it is for everybody. It is not a kid show um exclusively so i thought that was good uh for him to say and uh, they put the logo which i didn't take a picture of but the logo looks pretty awesome um so it was pretty cool yeah and you know it is his star wars series yes he um that is the star wars series that he is working on uh skeleton crew uh no haskell they did not say how long the Andor episodes are going to be they didn't say how long the um uh kenobi episodes or the ahsoka episodes they didn't talk about length at all they only talked about date uh, release how many um, and their excitement at making them which was pretty much it yeah 
uh let's see here is there any stream labs that i've missed no no stream labs have come in if you want to send some support as i said stream labs right there above my head if you want to send in uh any questions thoughts or comments you want to have answered uh throughout so um and let's move on to the next section um and the next section which was uh, pretty awesome is um it was john williams and um she kathleen kennedy came out Oh, no, I'm sorry. Event Nicole Brown came out and said, hey, you know, someone crossed 90 years old earlier this year, a 90th birthday, and we want to um, celebrate them. And so they came out and uh, it was great. Uh, he came out and, um, uh, you know, Kathleen Kennedy came out rather and then introduced John Williams and they came out together and John Williams came out and he you know, waved to everybody and then he got up onto the podium and Kathleen Kennedy told us that we were going to witness him uh, composing or witness him conducting um, the Kenobi theme and playing it for the first time ever anywhere. And that was incredible. Absolutely incredible to see. Uh, let me see if I can get that one up and you guys can see what it was like to have John Williams. You might have, I don't think you're going to be able to hear it but you might be able to see what it was like to have John Williams there kind of conducting. Let me see if I can find it here amidst, amidst my stuff. Uh, is that it? I don't know if that was it. Maybe that's it. No, is that the, no, that's the 26 second one. It's a long one. I believe it's a long one. So let me see if that's the one. Cause I want to play it for you. Yeah, here we go. All right. Uh, or is this the Indiana? Oh no! This is this is. Uh, I'll play that one later. Um, let me see here. I know I've got it. I know I've got it because I know I recorded it. So uh, some of you are probably going. You should have had these queued up. But you know, look, you know what? I'm exhausted. I had a long day. I'm doing the best I can here. Have a little patience. Have a little patience for the man. Oh no! No, that's which one's that one? Okay. Oh, yeah, I think this is it. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Yep, this is it. All right, so let me share it. So this was him conducting Kenobi for us, which was pretty incredible. And he walked out and just started, walked right up to the podium and just started conducting it, which was really incredible. What an orchestra. I mean, what a huge stage to fit such a large amount of people on. Oh. And the theme is so interesting. It's not what I expected. I, you know, I expected something a little more rousing or a little more kind of caught up. But this is much more introspective theme. This is much more... Um, a theme that feels of the desert, shall we say? Kind of have some Lawrence Arabia vibes, Lawrence Arabia vibes to the theme. Um, and then some menace just dancing underneath. Just kind of dancing around underneath, which I think is great. And it builds, you know, it builds, which is so fantastic. And then that takes over. And becomes what kind of drives the theme, uh, pushing it forward. And then there's a little bit of lightness that jumps in 
and then we hear some of the notes, the familiar notes of the original trilogy stuff, which I think is great. You know, I thought it was great. So all of it, just, just mind blowing to be in the room with uh, John Williams as he conducts this orchestra. Orchestra, and then there's this, this kind of like dun 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 dun, dun, dun like a, this fight back against the um, the evil notes within the middle of the theme. So a pushback, you know, a fight, a battle between both. So this is what I sense is going to be an element of the battle sequences between, or the fight sequences between Kenobi and Vader when they do meet in the series, that you'll have elements of this playing underneath. And then a sweeter, softer tone with a bit more, with a more of a bittersweet uh, vibe to it comes across. So it's pretty cool. Um, so it was great. That was great to see. I hope you guys enjoyed seeing that. Um, oh, Josh Mabry. Thank you, Josh. He says, uh, Golden State just won to go to the finals. No surprise. Whoops, wrong chat. I mean, do you think this series has anything to do with Watts uh, backing out of the Fantastic Four movie? Also super jealous you got to see John Williams. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think, you know, if someone offers you Star Wars and wants to fast track it, because I think they're going to start shooting uh, either later on this year or early next year. Um, you kind of take that over Fantastic Four, especially after you've done three Spider-Man movies with the pressure that was on him for those Spider-Man movies. And then Spider-Man No Way Home, which probably took a lot out of him uh, to do. Uh, you know, that's that's what you want to do there. So I, I think he absolutely was like, no, nah, I'm good. Uh, let me focus on this. Something that's a little more lighthearted, something I can control and enjoy. And it's Star Wars. So uh, Luis Barry says, hope we get Yoda, Jin, Ahsoka, Cad Bane, and Leia. Oh, I don't think we're going to get Leia. I'll be surprised if we get Yoda. Ahsoka is a possibility, I think. Cad Bane, I don't know. I feel like Cad Bane showed up in, in Mandalorian, and that's maybe where he belongs. But I don't know. It depends, because there are other bounty hunters I think that we're going to see. So... Uh, Nathan Stowe asked about Willow. Uh, rewind back about 10 15 minutes, bro. I already talked about it, so um, you can rewind back and watch that if you'd like. Uh, let's see, is there anyone else who sent anything in? No, thank you so much. All right, um, and so yeah, it was pretty cool to see that uh, with John Williams. And then he comes out and oh, and oh, and then he conducts um, the Darth Vader theme, which was really cool. Um, and then he conducts um, the Indiana Jones theme. And I was like, what? I didn't anticipate him doing that because I guess in my mind, I just thought this was all going to be Star Wars. It said Star Wars celebration on the banners outside of this thing. So I didn't anticipate that he would be playing some Indiana Jones stuff, but I should have after Willow had been shown and that has nothing to do with Star Wars um, that he might do it. And then he played it and I was like, oh, this is great. And then halfway through in my head, I'm like, is he doing greatest hits? And then I went, oh, wait a minute is that son of a bitch Harrison Ford going to show up and I'll be damned. As soon as he was done, he showed up uh, and came out to massive applause um, and uh, was very emotional talking about um, John Williams and what he's meant to him in his life and what Indiana Jones has meant to him in his life. And he made a joke that that theme song has followed him everywhere and that they even played it while he was getting his uh, most recent colonoscopy, which I thought was hilarious. Um, as someone who's had a, a, you know two or three colonoscopies, I know exactly what that experience is like. So uh, it was a very funny joke for him to make, considering uh, what that theme symbolizes. 
uh, finding lost artifacts. <laughs> so um, just fascinating stuff to see Harrison there and be so emotional, which is something you don't really say. I didn't say he cried, but you could tell that he was, you know, um, appreciating the fact that uh, he got to work with John Williams again on another Indiana Jones movie. And that, look, I mean, you look on the stage and you're seeing Kathleen Kennedy, John Williams, and Harrison Ford. Three people, three artists, three creatives. Um, and yes, a producer is a creative. Uh, who, since the 1980s, have been a part of our lives in such massive ways. And certainly the 1970s, I guess you would say, with the first Star Wars film, with uh, A New Hope, have been a, such a massive part of our lives and our upbringing. And to see all three of them there, you could... You could sense the um, the weight of the moment in the room for sure. And I imagine Harrison getting emotional is all about the fact that he's an older guy now. You know, you're glimpsing the end. Uh, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, at some point, the great Mr. Harrison Ford will pass away. The great Mr. John Williams will pass away. But that that comes to you as you get older. Certainly, I've experienced that as I get older, become more introspective, more reflective, more appreciative of the people that are in my life, more loving of the people that are in my life. Um, and, uh, certainly that becomes a thing you, you, and so seeing that with Harrison, that was such a great color to see because most of the time it's a little more gruff, a little more with the walls up, uh, but it let him down a little bit for us. And it was great. So as if, as if getting John Williams to come on and conduct live for us to classic themes, plus, um, the first time ever Kenobi being played, the theme being played for anybody in a live setting, um, as if that wasn't enough, having Harrison Ford come out and deliver such a moving um, tribute to John Williams was uh, just a capper on the cake. And then as then Harrison announced that the uh, Indiana Jones is coming out next year, in the middle of next year, everyone was excited for that. Then they showed the logo, which was up there. A lot of you have seen the logo already. And then uh, um, and then he said goodbye. And he in uh, they started walking John Williams off the stage. Uh, I think it was Kathleen Kennedy walked him off the stage with Harrison. And uh, the crowd erupted at an impromptu happy happy birthday song uh, for John Williams, which he stopped, soaked in, waved, and really appreciated uh, as they uh, let him off the stage. So, yeah, that was the Lucasfilm panel. And it was uh, so much fun to experience it. And, um, you know, I didn't take down the minutes to record everything everybody said, but I'm just telling you my experience. And it was so fun to be in it. I'm glad you know, sometimes uh, certain things happen in your life in certain ways and certain timing happens in your life in certain ways. And I had to honor that by going live tonight because, again, I had no idea that I was going to be able to get into this panel because I didn't submit through the lottery. And I reached out to a couple of publicists and they both tried their hardest and couldn't get me in. Um, and if I hadn't ran into my friend Griffin, who kind of was like adamant that we would find a way to get in, I wouldn't have uh, gotten in. I would have just kind of wandered the floor, um, read the updates from other people who were in the uh, auditorium, um, and not had the experience that I had. So the fact that I was able to get in, uh, and I was at, you know, in, I got to the conference uh, and ran into Griffin literally uh, like five minutes after walking in the door, um, that to me is a sign that I was supposed to be there and I was supposed to go to this thing and experience this thing. So it's a gift. It's a blessing. 
Um, and uh, being a Star Wars fan, getting a chance to see John Williams live, getting to see Chance Harrison Ford, Kathleen Kennedy, uh, Favreau, Filoni, uh, uh, um, uh, the Andor crew and cast, uh, the uh, Kenobi crew and cast. I'm getting to see Hayden come back after all that time. I mean, just to be in the room was a gift, you know, and you do this business and you can get jaded about this business and this business can be tough and trying to build your, uh, you know, your status, build your channel, build your footprint in this business. It takes a lot of work. It does. Don't let anybody fool you. It takes a lot of work. Um, but these are the moments that you cherish. These are the moments that you appreciate being in a room to see all these people that have been such a huge part of your life for so many reasons, through so many properties and franchises, not just Star Wars, um, and appreciate uh, all they've created because all that they've created has uh, been some of the best parts of your life, Some been some of the most enjoyable parts of your life. Uh, I mean, some of the most family-building parts of your life, right? Whether it was when you were a kid, and watching this stuff with your family or when you've gotten older for those of you who've had kids and watched this stuff with your kids and passed it on to them. Or if some of you are watching me now who are grandparents and have passed it on to their kids who passed it on to their kids. So you're enjoying it now with your grandchildren. Um, that's what's incredible about uh, something like Star Wars and, um, and about all the work that those people have created for us to enjoy and appreciate. Yeah, and, you know, we can review it, criticize it, uh, uplift it whatever but the basic point is that we're very appreciative that we get a chance to be able be even uh, able to enjoy this new golden age of star wars and it is a golden age of star wars with all the stuff that's happening um and it seems like we've kind of left the sequel trilogy behind and we're going forward with these shows and yeah there's no movies that were announced and this is where they they're going to f- re-established a very strong foundation of love for star wars again and from there will i think will be the wellspring for movies from there will be the motivation and the inspiration to look at what they want to do with with the movies next and um, get people back on board with that so that's what i anticipate is going to happen so um all right well there it is uh that's that's it for tonight i think i should wrap it up so you all have enough time to take a little bit of a break before kenobi starts in about 22 minutes uh i am also going to watch it tonight i might do a i just watch kenobi reaction uh from the hotel room and put it up tonight uh we shall see but um i'll do a further review tomorrow for sure of it and uh, the geek buddies and i We'll undoubtedly do a spoiler review. We'll probably do one Sunday night of the first two episodes, the three of us, if we have time. So it's going to be cool. Uh, Josh Mabry says, uh, going to be really cool when looking back when you're hosting multiple panels and Star Wars panels at future celebrations. Ah, From your lips to God's ears, man. I hope so. We shall see. We shall see, brother. I would love to because um, I know that I can. And now that I've done this for as long as I have, I absolutely know that I can. So thank you, Josh. It's, that's very kind of you to say that. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Y'all take care of yourselves. Please uh, hit a like on this video if you haven't done that yet as I'm wrapping up here. Please remember to subscribe to the channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell button uh, when you uh, come upon this video, please. Uh, and leave a comment down below. Let me know what you thought about everything I talked about, what you thought about, what you heard happened in the uh, Lucasfilm panel. Uh, let me know all of that um, and what you want to see coming out of Star Wars and what your thoughts are about Kenobi um, here on the precipice. Let me know all of that. Uh, you can follow me at the Roka says, as you see there below me on Twitter and Instagram and also on TikTok. 
I will start posting more stuff on TikTok. Uh, and you can follow me, uh, the Outlaw Nation, all one word, at the Outlaw Nation on Twitch. You know, the, the John and Wendy show. We're not doing a John and Wendy show tomorrow because, of course, we're both a celebration. Uh, but um, uh, it is a, it, I'll be putting a lot of stuff up on Twitch. And maybe after things are done this week, next week I will do some watch-alongs of the prequel films, kind of revisit them on Disney Plus and watch them uh and kind of give my thoughts on them now after having seen hayden come back and kenobi starting so all right thank you all so much uh take care of yourselves i love you madly be well uh and uh i will talk to you soon with another video and a, maybe another live show here from star wars celebration uh here on uh the outlaw nation all right be well peace enjoy kenobi tonight